0: Welcome to broadcast 1132. You can join us live every Sunday during our worship experience or at church1132.com. I I want to talk to you from the book uh, of Proverbs, actually, in the message translation. Proverbs is known as a book of wisdom, written mostly by by Solomon, King Solomon, the wisest man that ever walked the face of the earth. Uh, I'm going to read it to you, this scripture, from the message translation, and we'll pull our message from it today. In verse 15 of chapter 24, it says, Don't interfere with good good people's lives. Don't try to get the best of them. No matter how many times you trip them up, I want you to hear this. God-loyal people don't stay down long. Soon they're up on their feet while the wicked end up flat on their faces. You like that how that ends up? Would you like to have some wicked people flat on their... No, don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. I, I want to speak to you just from a couple moments, moments on Back School Sunday uh, on the wild card. Everybody just say the wild card. The, the, the wild card. I, I want to talk about the anatomy of a comeback. I, I'm going to talk about football a lot because it's, it's just that time. If you don't like sports analogies, um, I'm sorry. Because I'm going to talk about it, about, about it all day. It's all I'm thinking about. I, I'm, I've been going to sleep listening to press conferences. That's where I'm at right now. Jamie thought I was being over there spiritual, like watching a message or listening to a message. No, I was listening to Pete Carroll press conference. I don't listen to Jason Garrett, although I do root for the Cowboys. I just can't, you know. Anyways, um, the wild card in the playoffs is a team that barely gets in. It, 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 you got all the teams that won their division, and they go into the playoffs, but, the, but there's this, this wild card. The, the wild card is a team that shouldn't have made it, really, but they made a space for it, and they kind of slid in. I, I'm going to tell you this. I think a lot of us in this room, we are not like undefeated champions of the world. We're wild cards. We, 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 you know, it's like God's using us. We're not sure if he should use us. We're not sure if he knows everything that we've done. He does. But he's still, che- it, it's almost, let me just say it this way, we are God's wild card. We, we, we're, we're God's wild, people oftentimes, they overlook wild cards. People oftentimes, when they're looking at a wild card, they're like, you know, they might make it a round, might make it a round or two. Didn't you know that only nine playoff teams in history, in the NFL, have come into the wild card and actually won the Super Bowl? In history, there's only been nine teams that have won the Super Bowl that come in as a wild card. Because oftentimes, the wild card, they had a good, good enough season to be in as the wild card, but they're not good enough to actually win the championship. The, the, the scripture in Proverbs, it says, God-loyal people don't stay down for long. I, I want you to know something for, that, that God wants for your life is he doesn't want you to have to stay down. That's the good thing about God is, 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 is he doesn't want you to stay where you are. That's the great thing about the grace of God is that no matter where you are now is not where you're going to stay. No matter where he finds you, no matter where he picks you up at, no matter what you've done to be disloyal, no matter how you betrayed him, God still loves you. And he usually still gives us a chance. Not just usually, the grace of God extends to us, and no matter how bad we are, no matter how many losses we have accrued, He makes space for us. That's, that's the grace of God. And many of us, maybe you came in, and maybe summer's been that season for you where you feel like, man, I've tripped up. I've had some difficulty. Life has kind of beat me down. I've been in a season where I thought I would be further, do better. You know what I'm talking about. You have the goals of what you want to do and what you want to accomplish, and you're behind those, and you wish you could be further. You wish you could do more. You ever felt like life has hit you in such a way that the faith that you used to have, you don't have anymore? You ever felt like you know God's good? To everyone else. But it's difficult to see God's goodness in your... You know what I'm talking about? Because you can tell people. Right? This this, this is something I tell people that I think is really helpful. Some of you are so wise. I mean so wise. People will come to you with a problem and you will rattle off 17 steps on how to get your best comeback now. And it works. The, the, The difficulty... Is when you have the problem, it's hard to apply the same 17 steps, right? It's easy for me to say, God's good. I'm here to tell all y'all, God's good. Ian Wiley, Ian Allen, across the world. God, that's easy to say. But it's harder like when I'm at my house by myself, left with my own thoughts, my own trials, and my own situations. I know he's good for you but how do I know he's good for me? Did, did you know that the, the Instagram kind of confuses us? Because happiness always looks better through social media than it even does experienced. Sometimes I've done things that I've seen people do on Instagram. It's like, that looks fun. That looks like a nice place to go. I've gone to the places. I've done the same things. And it's like, it's fun, but it wasn't as fun as it looked. That's how life gets us. That's how life gets us to compare. That's how life trips us up because it gets us to look at something and try to achieve something that is impossible to achieve. I'm going to just tell you this. It is impossible to go through life undefeated. I know you think you're pretty close, but it is impossible to walk through this life undefeated. You will incur loss. You will have pain. Welcome to back to school. It's like wait, uh, we got up for the early services for this. Should have came to that night service. Yeah, y'all should tonight. <laughs> a life of no obstacles, no setbacks, no losses, in which you lose in the end, really isn't a win. Let, let, let me explain it this way. Back back in two thousand seven, the New England Patriots. I feel bad even saying that. It's like, kind of like a it's kind of like a swear word. Um, <laughs> The the New England Patriots went undefeated in the entire season, 16-0. They went in the playoffs, had a first round bye, won their next playoff game, won their second playoff game. They went into the Super Bowl 18-0. They went into that Super Bowl undefeated. They had never lost a game the entire season. And if you know this, in 2007, they lost in the Super Bowl. See, this is, this is what I think a lot of people are trying to do, is they're trying to win all season in the things that don't matter. But when it comes to the things that matter, they lose. Did you know that some of the difficulty that you're incurring in the journey, some of the losses that you're incurring as you progress are the things that actually shape you, are the things that actually disciple you, are the thing that actually brings you together? Trouble can divide you or it can strengthen you and it's all in your perspective. It is in your choice in how you see it. Trouble can be the worst thing ever or it can be the best thing ever. It's how you see it. The pain is real. The difficulty is real. The loss is real. But how you bounce back after a loss defines everything about how you live your life. Everything is not defined about how you live when you win. Life is defined by how you live after you lose. That's a difficulty, isn't it? because we all we we all want to win but what what, what what do you what do you do when what do you do when you lose what what do you do when you have a de- have a defeat you know everybody in in life in our in our culture not just in the church but around the world people are straining to live the undefeated life if we could just make it all the way through but you know some of us we lose the strength of the journey and we don't have the strength to win in the end because we were so afraid of losing in the process that we expended all our energy to never lose or to appear like we've never lost instead of just being real. The church should be a place where you can be real. The church should be a place where you can be authentic. I mess up. You mess up. We mess up. The church should be a place that we can be okay with that because it's not about me never failing. It's about how I respond to the failures that come. It's how I bounce back. It's how I come back. It's how I respond after a loss. Many of us are obsessed with the journey being easy and do not realize that the journey... Is guaranteeing that we can win in the end. God is obsessed with making sure you win at the right things at the right time. Maybe the reason you're losing in the area is either because God's trying to redirect you, God's trying to shape you, God's trying to strengthen you, maybe God's trying to reposition you. There's a reason God never wastes a loss. Man, there's teams that, that do terrible year after year. They lose. They have a losing tradition. They have a losing culture. They just can't break out of it. But then there's teams that when they lose, they get better. Just, I, I remember years ago, there was a team I was following, and, and uh, they, 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 had been, they, they had won seven straight games. And I was following them, and I'm like, oh, man. Oh, oh, oh man, this is the pressure gets so intense when you win so many. Because now you want to stay undefeated. Isn't that how a lot of Christians live? Is I just want to like not mess up. I want to just not fail. I want to just, you're going to fall. I remember when they lost, I actually was relieved. I'm like, oh, that's off our back now. Now we don't have to worry about undefeated. Now we have to worry about the end goal. This is what God wants for you, to understand that the process strengthens you, the process shapes you, the process develops you so that you can win at the things that matter. If if you're going to make a a comeback, there there are actually like two letters that I actually want to look at today. Two two letters that make up a lot of different words, but they're crucial if you're going to try to make a comeback. The the, the letters are R-R-E. R-E. i'll give you a couple words my just that have the this re recharge renew return retrace refurbish remodel th- th- these these words start with the letters re re that 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 first part of that word it actually means this it's a prefix occurring originally in loan words from latin used with the meaning again or again and again to indicate Repetition, the picture of the word is I'm going to reverse back and give myself another chance. So if I'm gonna return, you don't have to return if you've never turned, right? So so to, to turn again, to have another chance to renew means you were actually new, but you, you need to renew, which means I gotta go back. And i got to do it again. I have to return to something, and then I have to do it again. It denotes repetition. Right, right. It, th- th- this is part of the anatomy of the comeback. And I'll, and I'll look at just a couple of these words that I think will help you today. And one of them is a word that we have now dubbed a bad word in church. It's called repent. Re- repent. Like we don't talk about repentance. That used to be like the only sermon topic. I mean, if you're going to the ministry, you only need to learn one thing, hellfire, brimstone, repent. I mean, that was it. But because of how it was preached, we have dismissed it now, but we've lost the power of it. Because you know the ultimate meaning of repent actually means to change one's mind. To, to change one's mind. You know, we got a lot of people that are sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My, 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 my boys, they're learning how to apologize. My youngest son, Genesis, he's a, he's a thug. I mean, I witnessed him haul back and punch Jude so hard on vacation, I didn't know whether to give him a standing ovation or to put him in timeout. You know what I'm talking about? It was just like, it was so good. The form was so good. It's like, my goodness, son. Jude, get up. I mean, it was just, it was, it was, it was good form was impeccable. And so we, we tell him, like, you need to apologize to your brother. He goes, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. It's like, whoa, whoa. Just throw a little love on this thing. Like, look him in the eyes. He's clenched up, ready to go again. Sorry. It's like, whoa. This is, you know what? Many of us are sorry for things we've done, but few of us repent. Repent means to change one's mind. Another definition means to turn 180 degrees. I'm going this way. To repent means not I'm sorry. It means to turn and go the other way. I, I, I need to. This is the anatomy of a comeback. Because most people at their lowest pom- moments, they look up at God and they say why. Few people at their lowest moment say God, I'm sorry. I want to turn. W- you know when you get caught in doing something, everybody's sorry when they get caught. Oh yeah, we're sorry when we get caught. It's like, if you never found out about this, I would never be sorry, but because you found out about this, I'm broken hearted. You're only broken hearted because you got caught. You are scared to death of her consequences. I didn't mean to like speak specifically to men, it just kind of came in my mind. It, it, right? It's like, your, your conscience never bothered you a bit when she didn't know. But the moment she found out, now you are laden with conviction. You're sorry. You got caught. Repentance says I'm moving this direction and I'm actually changing my mind. Not only am I apologetic that it happened, I'm sorry, but I'm turning. If you want to make a comeback, you have to have take responsibility Responsibility for where you are. Sometimes life happens and it's not your fault. And oftentimes we are in a place because it is our fault. Regardless, repentance says God, what David prayed in Psalm 51, he said, search me. Not why did you, but search me. What would happen if we begin to turn our attention and turn our focus and turn our eyes instead of finding the the, the fault in God to look at us and say, God, search search me. When they offend you, when they betray you, when they wrong you, instead of towards them, what if you said, God, look in me. What's what's in me? Oh, they should have. They better. They did. What about me? Search me and know me. That's what David said. Search my anxious thoughts. He said, he said, wash me. Cleanse me. Purge me with hyssop that I might be clean. Wash me that I might be whiter than the snow. He recognized there was something in him that had to change. That's the first part of a comeback. We, we want, all, for a comeback, this is what we want. We want things to just turn around. You know what turn around means? We just talked about it. Repent. You wanna turn around, repent? It's not like what you think it is. Oh God, I'm sorry, I sinned. It's, it's, it's not that. It's the loving kindness of God, it's the grace of God, it's the goodness of God that says it's all right. Prodigal son, it's okay. Come on. Come on. Dinner's ready, arms are open. Let's come. come. I'm gonna turn around. Your first step in making a comeback is repenting, it is noticing that I am where I am. By nature of my own decisions, sometimes it's not your fault, sometimes it is. But in everything, Pastor Steve taught me this. He said, Dustin, in every criticism, you can find truth. Because I'm kind of like looking at it like, how dare you, right? Like, how? that's not right. How dare you? That's, Pastor's like, there's truth in that. What? What, Pastor? <laughs> I never did that to him. He's bigger than me. I respect him. I submit to him. <laughs> what? There's truth in it? You believe this? Do you put him up to this? There's truth in it. Before I get volatile, before I get defensive, before I fight back, God search me. That's the anatomy of a comeback. God why did you? No, why did I? Why did I? God told me 17 times not to go there. I went there and now I'm mad at God because something happened there that shouldn't have. No, not him, me. That's the anatomy of a comeback is I've got to repent. The the second thing that you have to do is you have to to remember. Another reword. I have to remember. What do I have to remember? You have to remember in the midst of a fight, in the midst of a downturn, in the midst of a struggle, you have to remember some things about God. You've got to recall to your mind the promises of God. It says in Psalm 77, verse 11, in the message, it says, Once again, this is David. He had it down. Once again, I'll go over what God has done. I'll lay out the t- on the table the ancient wonders. I will ponder all the things you've accomplished and give a long, loving look at your acts. You know what do a lot of us a lot of good? is just take a long, loving look. At everything God's done for us. Before we look at the thing that God didn't do, we should just take a long, it's interesting it adds in loving, because sometimes we look at what God did, you know. Take a long loving look at what God has done. I want to remember. I want to remember. I want to remember. When you start thinking about God's goodness, Oh, yeah, you did come through. Oh, man. Oh, I thought I was going to die, and I didn't. Oh, I thought that would take me out, and I didn't. I thought I would never recover. I didn't. I'm here today. I thought I'd never serve in a church again, and here I am. I thought I'd never darken the doors. I swore to you, God, that I would never darken the doors of another church, and yet here I am. The things that took me out didn't take me out. So sometimes remembering is one of your greatest assets In your journey to a comeback. It's one of your greatest strengths. After I decide to turn, now i got to remember. And that is the fuel to move me forward. Paul said, this one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. This is what he said. He forgets what is behind. What he was talking about was things that would hold him down. The change, the barriers, the losses. But sometimes, in the midst of a big enough fight... To look backwards is the only thing that will propel you forwards. Not to look at how you messed up. Not to look at how you screwed up. Not to look at the things you could have done differently. But to look back and see God's goodness in the midst of your frailty. To look back and see God's goodness in the midst of your difficulty. And you see that! And it gives you fuel. See, this is the anatomy of a comeback. I gotta repent and I have to remember and then another reword. And this is where we'll close. Today is... I have to rebound. Now, when we say rebound, y'all are thinking like, oh, I don't want to be nobody to rebound. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> rebound. Like, you know, the rebound relationship. Nobody wants to be the rebound relationship. I, I, I understand that, but, but to rebound actually means this. To spring back as if on a collision or impact with someone else. To recover from setback or frustration. To recover. I'm going to Bounce back. I'm gonna rebound. I'm I'm going to rebound. Now you gotta be somewhere in order to re right. I gotta always already bound. Some of you had some rebounds and you're bound because of your rebounds, but that's another <laughs> message. That's Pastor Steve's message from last week. Freedom. But, but but what I'm talking about is to recover from frustration, to recover from setback, to recover. people get stuck at the low places of life. But the low places of life have an ability to propel you into the high places of life if you use them correctly. If I can repent, if I can remember, it will reap, you know, you know what this is? This is called the rebounder. This is a rebounder. This thing right here, this, this, little, this little thing is a, is a rebounder. It's a, oh yeah, it's a, Oh, just joking. Uh, this is a, this, this. It's a rebound. Uh, I need somebody to help me, just real quick. I think True would be a good person. Do you think? He's on duty right now, but just just come up here for a second. Just come on up. Come on up, True. I know you're on duty right now, but just just stand on there. And can you just bounce for me? Just bounce. Just it's it's going lower. He said it's going lower. That's good. That's good. That's, well, don't just 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 keep keep going for a minute. I'll tell you when to stop. I got the timer going. You. Did you know that the lower he goes, the more power he has? The lower he the, the lower he goes, the more power he has. The problem, okay, stop one second. The problem is when many of us fall, we fall. And we're stuck at betrayal, we're stuck at pain, we're stuck at failure, we're stuck. But if you know how to repent, and if you know how to remember, When you fall, the level that you fall to has the ability to project you into another level. I'm preaching to somebody on this back to school Sunday. The very thing that tried to take you out, the very thing that tried to pull you low, is the thing that God is going to use to project you into everything that he has for you. From glory to glory, from strength to strength. That's God's plan for you. Not to stay there. It's a rebound, rebound, rebound. That's awesome. Thank you, true. I don't want you to be sore. Pull the muscle. The lower life suppresses you, the greater the potential for height. The, the, the lower life suppresses you, the greater the potential for height. Same year, New York Giants. Dallas Cowboys, 2007, played the Buffalo Bills. When they played the Buffalo Bills, Tony Romo threw four first-half interceptions. Anybody remember this game? He never quit. They never threw in the towel. He threw another another interception to start the third quarter. Two interceptions had been ran back for touchdowns. They had returned a kick for a touchdown, and they ended up beating the Buffalo Bills 24 to 21, 24 to 23 with a last-second field goal in 2007. It's, it wasn't the perfect game, but they won. They overcame setback after setback after setback after setback, after setback and they won. We want life. To be a blowout. Wouldn't that be nice? She's walking in the field and it's like, this one's done. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? You look at your job and you know, like, God, this is, got it. You go home and look at her. You're like, I got this marriage in the bag. <laughs> Start having kids. You're like, you kidding me? Blowout, devil. <laughs> I got this and you might literally have some of those with those little kids. But anyways, wouldn't that be nice if life was a blowout? It's not. It's not. We used to preach that back in the day. Oh, man. If you serve, on the, if you serve in the kids' ministry, your life's going to be amazing. Fantastic. You tithe. God's gonna, you, you won't having a garage big enough to fit the cars we're putting in there. Like, if you... That's not life. God to bless you for obedience. God will bless you. He's good. He is a good father who gives good. But life's not easy. It's not a blowout. It's really about how you rebound. It's about how you bounce back. That's what, today. That's the message for you. Maybe for someone you came with. Maybe someone watching online. Is that we gotta we got to bounce back. Too many believers stuck. Addiction, pain, past. Stuck. we got to bounce back. How do I bounce back, pastor? The first thing you got to do is change your mind. And then remember all the times that you should have died that you never died. All the times that you should have been taken out, but you didn't get taken out. All the times that she should have left you, but she didn't leave you. All the time. All oh, God's goodness. And then... You just got makeup in your mind. I'm going to rebound. Life pushed me low, but God is going to propel me high. Life knocks me down, but I will not stay down. I will not be defeated. I may be crushed. I may be defeated. I may be down, but I'm not out. Same year, 2007. New York Giants had a terrible season in 2006, 8-8 and season. 2007, they had a better season. They ended the year at 10-6. and six. They got second in their division, but they made it in as the wild card. They went on that year to beat the Green Bay Packers, the Dallas Cowboys, and then, unfortunately, they had to get matched up against the undefeated New England Patriots. You remember we started with this. That the New England Patriots were 18-0 undefeated. You know those people that just look like they're undefeated? You know know what I'm talking about? They just walk in and it's like, you got to be undefeated. My goodness. Bless you, sir. (laughs) Giants, they've lost a lot of games. But instead of getting worse, they seemed to get better. It was like their losses galvanized them. It was like their losses brought them together. It clarified mission. It clarified. And they had this belief that even though they had lost so many, that they could win in the one that mattered. And the New York Giants, and I'm not a fan of the Giants, it's just history, okay? The New York Giants went on to beat the New England Patriots in that Super Bowl. The wild card won the Super Bowl. And this is, my, this is my message to you. I'll start a brand new series next week. I cannot wait. I got all kinds of stuff for you. But this is simple today. This is easy. You are God's wild card. You shouldn't have made it. You barely made it. You barely slipped in. You got everybody fooled that you're a playoff contender. And God says, I'll put my money on them. I wasn't looking for perfect. I wasn't looking for undefeated. I wasn't looking for somebody that did everything right. I was looking for a little bit of grit. I was looking for a little bit of comeback. I was looking for a little bit of rebound. I was looking for a bounce. Somebody that they're just ready to get in the fight. I'll take a hit. I'll take a punch. But I'm bouncing back. You knock me down baby. I'm coming back better than ever. I'm coming back harder than ever. The devil thought he had me. The situation thought he had me. The difficulty thought it had me. It won't get me stuck, I will bounce back. I'm going to use everything that pulled me down to propel me forward. Thanks for listening. You can find out more about us at church1132.com.